What's up, my little Echoes? Welcome back to Echoes Hollow, Actually Good Teen Writing, a podcast where we read and discuss teen lit that has been submitted to our literary magazine, the Echo Teen Art and Lit Mag. I'm your host, Courtney, and today Jesse will be reading We Bear Bloody Teeth and Wish to Be Kissed by Maya Sweeney. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to direct your attention to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash echolitmag. For as little as $5 a month, you can get early access to ad-free episodes of Echoes Hollow, follow along with our staff, and more. Interested in having your piece read on this podcast? Submit your work to echolitmag.com. All right, now over to Jesse with We Bear Bloody Teeth and Wish to Be Kissed by Maya Sweeney. I was born stained in red, basking in the color of blood and furious fires, feet charred black from dipping them into embers, licking flames, and smiling with viciousness seeping from the points of my teeth. I was not born to be a lover, but to be a fighter, to scream battle cries and throw insults instead of whispering ballads and gifting compliments the way you do to me. I was born from a mother tired of fighting, tired of running, and tired of fighting to preserve a youth that was ripped from her hands, left with nothing more than stale air and poisoned water. You were born cleansed in white, swimming in a divine color built only for gods and snow, your palms glued together and your tongue out to taste a purity I had never the privilege of consuming into a sinful bloodstream. You were born to love and to give, to sing your woes and kiss your thoughts goodnight, instead of burning those who wronged you the way I have done with my entire life. You were born from a mother ready to fight, a mother who said yes when she wanted so desperately to say no, when she wanted to scream her midnight words and let her throat run raw, but instead gifted you the fire that was put out within her so long ago. We were both born in sin and prayers, water and fire, repelling and compelling, wishing we had everything our eyes wandered to, but knowing that it is a butterfly, a thing so majestic to a chipped eye, but too quick for our tired hands to catch. We were birthed with red for teeth, blood and rage, growing and biting what we wanted most, so we bare our bloody teeth and wish to be kissed. While knowing that we are about to feast on a butterfly, yearn for the white in a person's teeth and the purity we lack deep in our bones, we bear our bloodied teeth and wish to be kissed, using iron fists instead of velvet gloves, hit rather than caress, push, because we cannot pull what our eyes wander to, what our hearts beat so mercilessly for, so we bear our bloody teeth and wish to be kissed by one another because we both have what we want. And blood may mingle with blood, sin may mix with sin, but we will have each other's prayers on the tips of our tongues, and purity is in the eye of the beholder. But sin mixed with blood is tasted on our lips. But I think we were both born longing to taste that scarlet metal on the skin of our lips and the tips of our tongues, because who else is born with red for teeth and wishes to be kissed? Thank you to Jesse for reading We Bare Bloody Teeth and Wish to Be Kissed. Today, we have reached into the hollow and pulled out the author of that poem. Hi, I'm Maya Sweeney. Wrote that poem a while ago. To be honest, I love it. It yeah. really hits all the points I feel like it needs to, so I've had a couple questions. Mm-hmm. I was asking why you wrote this. It was, I wrote, not wrote, I read a lot of angsty romances before I started writing it. And I had this idea of like two lovers, same coin, but different sides of it, polar opposites, but they have like, not the same origin story, but there's a lot of parallels within it. And it's very much giving two different people, but there's something very similar about them, like an invisible string that ties them together. Yeah, what I had wrote is that I felt that they are like polar opposites, but they both want the same Mm -hmm. thing. 
or kind of in a sense that they're like jealous of each other somehow where it was like you sit there and you have this energy that you're so jealous of somebody you love that you feel bad about it that Mm -hmm. you just can't be happy for them is kind of what I got so here's my question did this I thought this had might have come from a personal experience did you just get the idea and it's kind of like more of a story it's kind of a mix of both like I've gone through a lot of things that are very reminiscent of what I wrote and it also comes from what I read too so it's both personal experience and what I've seen or read okay that's really interesting I love how it felt like a triumphant piece it Mm -hmm. wasn't like letting trauma overcome you or anything like that. It felt like you were taking back your trauma from different things that happened. The person that okay, you were discussing that went from pure to sinful, how do you, like, is that something that really happened in real life or was that another thing you were just I think it was more so like a metaphor, like the idealization of a person and coming to see what they actually are and accepting that. So it's like the visualizing that they are this perfect person and then realizing that they're not really perfect at all and you come to accept that. Yeah, I really like that. It's very interesting to me because I feel like that is kind of an ideal that most religious parents just have set up for their children or even like outside of like your family if you see somebody who's doing something that looks so much better or is doing so much more well off than you guys then they are set up as the standard and you're compared a lot so I like that you added the comparison of how they felt like they were watching this person who was so high up there and realizing that they were actually on the same level. Mm -hmm. And when I wrote the I was born a lover not a fighter Mm -hmm. or I was born a fighter not a lover it's this mutual like observation that we are not the same but there are so many things that are parallel to one another Mm -hmm. and it's again that invisible string tying them together in a way. I like the part where you mentioned that you were born longing for the taste of scarlet metal and um, because who else would be born with red for teeth and wish to be kissed I thought that was such a powerful line Mm -hmm. how you really definitely brought in the title into it and it felt like kind of like who else would dare to do this monsters don't often long for love Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the energy it gave off like if you weren't born wanting this who else would willingly yeah it's like how dare you do this but who else would do it you're the only one that stepped up to the plate Mm -hmm. I really liked that I just, overall, I really loved your poem. It was really amazing to read because this was my first time reading it the past few days. And it was just such a powerful piece. Mm -hmm. And it felt like you were reclaiming what people had, like, tried to just shove down or shove aside or ignore. As I know sometimes with, like, religious drama parents, totally ignore it. Any fault with the church or them, it's just you're being upset for no reason. And I felt it was really just an overcoming piece of a fighter and seeing somebody who felt so stomped on because it talked about your mother but their mother in the story they mentioned how she had been stomped on she was weak she wasn't willing to fight now the other person's mother did and so I feel like the person really felt stomped on that they had no one to stop them including themselves I really saw I put my own mother into this I'm not going to specify where but I put the polar opposite of what I wrote about my own mother into it and it's I don't want to say generational trauma, but there's things that repeat throughout a family line. Things that stay the same, traits that stay the same. So if your mother was born a fighter, chances are you're also going to be depending on how you grew up. And that's kind of how I wrote it, the repetition of what's going on throughout generations. I really like that, bringing in like your own personal like feelings and being able to kind of like see how different people. I know my mom, she... I think she's very stubborn. 
and stuff but she's super friendly and so I feel like certain things like I get that from her just what you were saying about how your examples of how people should be and how you are treated as a kid really stems onto who you become as you get older so I really enjoyed that part mm. of your piece and it's also like not to bring psychology into this, but the critical periods of when you grow up and you see that like trauma that happens during those, they will stem into your adulthood and it will carry on for the rest of your life. Yeah. I really like how your poem like embodied that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like actually it wasn't embodying just it carrying, but overcoming that and becoming your own person with new experiences and new things, not letting like stopping what's been happening and starting a new branch. It's not hanging on to the same tree, you're jumping yeah. onto a new one. So why do you think they put this into the echo for this? I know the theme was growth, so I kind of saw it as very much you're seeing reality and you're accepting it for what it is. Like when I was talking about the pure to the sinful, like that change in adjectives, it's you're idealizing something and then coming to accept it. Like you're seeing reality for what it is and you don't deny it, you say, yeah, this is what actually is and I'm okay with that so it's kind of like changing mindset is how I see it I really agree it definitely does sound like the growth mindset that all the teachers keep telling us about it's like don't have a fixed mindset you need to be able to grow yeah so I really see how you embodied that we mentioned this earlier but how did you hear about the echo and kind of what encouraged you to not only submit general yeah um, I had a friend and she was like I know you're really into writing you should come to this open mic maybe you could perform something and I was like I'll do it I, to be honest, I chose a poem from random and I was like, I'll perform this. Like last minute before my name was called. And then I realized how much I liked the echo and I was like, I'll submit something. I want to see where it goes and here I am. Yeah. So that's really awesome. Did you enjoy the open mic? Oh, was I loved it, it so much. Did you it read the so same fun. poem that you submitted or was it a different one? It was a completely different one. Okay. Very different themes too. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, I'm happy that people were able to talk and you're able to experience this because honestly, I love the community here. That's how I figured it out. I was in creative writing on accident because I thought it sounded fun. Thank you for coming, and I, really lo I love talking to you. It was really great to talk about your poem. It was so, like, I really personally enjoyed that. It was great to hear the story, background behind it. Thank you so much for coming. Of course, this was so enjoyable. I love talking about my poetry <laughs> and, like, analyzing it, even not as an author, but as a reader. Thanks again to Maya Sweeney for submitting We Bare Bloody Teeth and Wish to Be Kissed to the Echo Teen Art and Lit Mag. Don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash echolitmag and check out our website echolitmag.com. For more of our social media, check the link in the show notes. This episode of Echoes Hollow was produced by Cora Anderson, edited by Caitlin Egan and Joe Berenger, and hosted as always by Courtney Hodges. This week's piece was read by Jesse Salon. Special thanks to Matt Garris-Sandwich for having a last name that we can't pronounce. And remember, kids, be the drama.